Well, it's great this morning because um, some of us remember Jim. <laughs> some of us go, oh, Jim, who's Jim? So, uh, so Jim and I w- uh, work together, and that's a great privilege for me. Uh, but, uh, but Jim uh, always uh, is uh, helping mentor Jonathan, who leads the second service and also goes to the evening um, one as well. And I go to the first two. So that's the way we divvy things up. And Jim's speaking to us now. So why don't we welcome him as he comes to speak to us? Well, it's mostly a great privilege to work with Richard as well. (laughs) No, it is. It is. And I'm sure it's mostly a great privilege to work with me. Uh, But uh, thanks for having me. we, we live in strange days, don't we? Uh, the word unprecedented has been used an unprecedented number of times in the last few years, has it not? Um, and uh, I, I, I kind of want us to sort of have a think about and how do we respond to these times that we live in? There's a, there's a, a random scripture. It's worth, it's worth every now and again reading some of the lists in the Bible. So there's, uh, in Chronicles, uh, I think it's Chronicles 32, uh, Chronicles 12, verse 32, there's a, there's a list of people that joined David when David was kicked out of the temple and, and couldn't work with Saul anymore, and they had this battle between the two of them. Uh, there was a list of people that joined them. Um, and, uh, and there's this random, it's worth, it's worth, every now and again you get a nugget in these little lists, uh, but there's one little nugget in this list where, about the, the men or the sons of Issachar. Anyone know what it is? It's a very, very well-known text. <laughs> it's not at all. Um, but it, say, it says that the men or the sons, I'm sure the women did too, but the Bible was a little bit male-oriented. Um, but the, 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 the sons of Issachar understood the times and knew what to do. And, uh, and I think that's quite a... Uh, that's just quite an interesting thing to, to, to you know, what, what was it about them? Were they, were they particularly in tune with the spirit? Were they particularly just clever? Were they good at current affairs and politics? I, I have no idea what it was about them, but all I know is that it says that they understood the times and they knew what to do. And, uh, and I feel like, uh, you know, we, we always live in times where it's important and good to understand the times, isn't it? Um, and moreover, to know what to do. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've been living in, um, I, you know, these have been very strange days, have they not? You don't need me to tell you. Um, you know, I've come, I've come to the morning, the, the 9.15 congregation to tell you that we live in strange times. Profound. Um, but, but, you know, you know COVID, is, we're sort of used to it now, aren't we? But we've lived through a disaster movie, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? If, you, if there was a movie about it some years ago, you think, oh, man, I hope that doesn't happen. Well, it did. <laughs> We've lived through it. Uh, and not just that, but the, the uh, weather patterns, unpredictable weather, uh, obviously the pandemic, um, strange election results. Um, if you remember Brexit and, that, you know, and, and, and uh, the, the day that you woke up and um, Trump was, was president, you thought, Really? That actually happened. Um, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not making any political statements. I'm just saying that they're, they're unprecedented. They are strange times. They're not, they're not what we're used to. Um, of course, there's nothing new under the sun. Things are cyclic, aren't they? Things go round in circles. Uh, but I want us to kind of um, just consider this morning, what are the times uh, that we live in? And how do we be like the sons of Issachar? 
How do we understand the times that we live in? And more importantly, how do we know what to do? It's not always easy. I can, I can, t- I can tell you that um, being a leader in a church through the pandemic was not always easy. And uh, understanding the times was a challenge, but knowing what to do was also a challenge. Do, do you know what I mean? And, and remains to be a challenge. Uh, you know, do we meet, don't we meet? You know, we have a, we have a, you know, a, a, you know a, a, a prime minister telling us that we're allowed to sing, we're not allowed to sing, we can wear masks, we shouldn't wear masks. It, it's, been, it's been a real challenge uh, to know what to do. And I, I want us to read a scripture, and it's a long scripture. Uh, Josephine's going to read it for me because I'm dyslexic. Um, but, um, uh, and, and it's, it's from Matthew 24, uh, and, and we'll, we'll skip 20, we won't go to 25, but I'll refer to it. Uh, so, so, you know, seat belts on, brace yourselves, it's a long bit of scripture, but Josephine's going to read it really eloquently and nicely. <coughs> and I've not read it this morning at all, so um, let's, let's see. Okay, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from their faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place, (laughs) I'm going to struggle now with this word, the abomination. Yes. (laughs) Abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through through the prophet Daniel. Let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to their, to their cloak. How dreadful will it be those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. If possible to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out there in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is, in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, 
so will the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there, will, there, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the darkness of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in the heaven. And then all the prophets of earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day, of, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watched and would not have let his house been broken into. So you must also be ready, because the Son of Man will come at the hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will then cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, now Josephine's going to come uh, back and explain what all that means. <laughs> uh, no, the, 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 it's, it's this some challenging text. Um, it goes on to talk about um, the parable of the ten virgins, uh, and there were five that uh, kept oil in their lamps uh, and bought enough provision, um, waited for the groom, and then the groom delayed to come. Uh, there were five that didn't have enough oil, and when the, when the groom uh, came... Um, the ones that didn't have the oil said, oh, can we nick some of your oil? No, go to, the, go to the, the traders, get some. And of course they went and then they came back and the groom had gone and it was too late. Um, and then there was another parable of the talents uh, where talents had been given out 
uh, to people, five to, to one, uh, I think two to another and one to another. Uh, and, and it was the one that had the five that used the talents uh, and multiplied the talents uh, that was uh, approved of and blessed by God. And then the one that had the one talent uh, said, well, I know you're mean, uh, so I buried it. Uh, here it is, have it back. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then the, he, he took that talent off the one and gave it, uh, and gave it to the one with five, or with ten actually by now, um, and, uh, and the other one was banished. Um, and it also talks about the sheep and the goats um, in, in Matthew 25, where um, uh, at the end of time, uh, people were separated like sheep and goats, and the goats were on one side and the sheep were on the other side. Uh, the sheep were the ones that looked after the orphans and the widows, looked at, visited people in prison, fed the, na- fed the hungry, clothed the naked, um, and they were the sheep, and they were welcomed into his, into his kingdom, and the goats uh, were banished uh, for eternity from the kingdom because they didn't. Um, welcome the stranger because they didn't feed the hungry because they didn't clothe the naked because they didn't feed, uh, visit the, uh, the person in prison um, so that's the text okay um, I, I want to suggest to us this morning um, that we live in end times all right okay so so right now I've split the room right now I've got some saying yes we are and we've got others thinking oh no another nutcase um, uh, and the truth is, there's a lot been said about the end times, uh, and some of it crazy, some of it uh, odd. The truth is, we've been living in the end times since Jesus returned to glory. So I'm not saying anything like totally like you know prophetic. He's coming tomorrow. Um, you know, anyone that predicts the date, well, most people that have done that, that date's come and gone. Um, so it's not a wise thing to do, and I won't be doing that today. Um, but we do live in end times, um, and, and in, in the text that Josephine read, it talks about like the fig tree, observing the fig tree, uh, and when the season comes, uh, you know, it starts to bud and all of that stuff, we can see that the figs are going to bear fruit, that there are signs of the end that we can observe, but we can never say, you know, I mean, therefore is coming next year, therefore is coming in my lifetime. We just don't know, and, and anybody that predicts that is just wrong. Uh, to do so. Uh, Jesus himself did not know the time. Only the Father knows the time. Okay? Um, the other thing that's really confusing about the end times and, and the stuff that people talk about the end times is much of the writing is prophetic and very symbolic. So particularly Revelation. You look at Revelation and there's so much symbolism and it's when people take the symbolism and make that literal, we're looking for all sorts of things in all sorts of places that aren't going to be. Um, you know, uh, plus the other thing that's confusing about some of the writing about the end times is this prophetic writing is often referring to events in the present, but also to come. Uh, there's very often there are, there are prophetic words. You can read some of them about, about Jesus and the suffering of Jesus. Uh, for unto us a child is born. There was a child born when that was prophesied, but it was also prophesying about Jesus. Um, so in, this, in, the, in what we've just read, it's talking about, uh, uh, you know, destruction and, and, and degradation and all of that. And it's, it, it is prophesying, because uh, you just referred to it at the beginning of the, ch- of the chapter, it's prophesying about in the Romans invading Jerusalem 
And in 70 AD, the Romans invaded Jerusalem and it was the mo- one of those brutal, devastating invasions that there had been and it was totally destroyed. So that prophecy, um, you know, woe to the nursing mothers and so on and so forth, is partly talking about this brutal invasion of the Romans that happened in 70 AD. It is partly talking about when Jesus returns and that's what makes it a bit weird <laughs> and a bit hard to understand and it's a bit tricky. Um, do you know what I mean? And so, so there's some discernment thing. But what I want to do is I don't want to... I think, I think if, we fight, if we get into the, the, the nuts and bolts and the nitty-gritty of it and we try and get into lots of detail about the coming, about the second coming, about the end times, we're almost certainly going to trip ourselves up. Okay? It's important to step back and look at the broad brush and say, okay, you know, how do we understand the times that we live in and how do we know what to do? What are the, what are the, what are the big um, ideas? What are the things for us to consider? Uh, what's important for you and me today as we live in these, these end times? Um, and and it, is, you know, it is important that we consider and we look at, you know, um, the, the, the news and, and current affairs and, and stuff that's going on, and Richard referred to it even when we prayed for Ukraine. Wars and rumours of wars are promised, promised, and that was in the text that we've read today. So, so it is important to keep an eye on that, and, and there are signs of the end. But, make no mistake, the end will come when the Father chooses, and it will be like that. No warning, no preparation, bang, the end has come. Uh, and, and when the end has come, it will then be too late. The end has come. There's no, there's no kind of, uh, there will be no extension um, on, on the deadline. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? If you haven't got your assignment in, you haven't got your assignment in. Bang, it's the end. Uh, and, and, uh, and, it, and it will be like a thief in the night. Ah, sorry if I'm shocking you, it will, be, it will be like a thief in the night and it will be unexpected. Um, do you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and also, it won't be... Has it come? Hasn't it? Has it is he here? Uh, oh, there's somebody out, the, out in the wilderness saying that he's the Messiah. Oh, is Jesus... Oh, no. Has he come? Have we missed it? No, it will be like it will be it will be blaringly obvious in the sky. He's going to come. It won't be like uh, the, the 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 meek and mild Messiah riding on a donkey into into Jerusalem. It will be glorious, and Jesus will come, and we will know the whole world will know that He has come. And rest assured, He is going to come. Do you know what I mean? Now, now, though, though, you know, because of some of the confusions, the I, don't, I think did disciples live? I think they lived with an expectation that He was going to come like any minute. Any moment. Uh, and, it, and it says there, doesn't it, you know, that this generation will not pass out before these things are f- fulfilled. I, I do think that is, that is where the mix-up of the, re- the, the, the prophecy about the invasion in 70 AD and the, and the prophecy about the end times are mixed up. The Bible does this and it's a bit confusing. Um, y- you know, but, um, but they live with this certainty that he was coming any moment. And, and I want to encourage us that actually... You know, that put them on, a, on the front foot in ways that perhaps our generation don't know. And I, and I, I, I sort of, I, part of my objective for today is to put us on the front foot. Jesus is coming back, folks. Could be tomorrow. <laughs> Could be tomorrow. Like a thief in the night. Bang, he's here. When it's too late, it's too late. He's come. <laughs>
over. Um, and, uh, and so we're, we're talking here, uh, there's probably three things that he's particularly talking about. Uh, he is talking about the invasion of, of the Romans in, in Jerusalem. He's also uh, talking about the end of time, the end of the world. Uh, I feel like I'm now, I've made it as a preacher, I'm now preaching, the end is nigh. Um, <laughs> I should have a soapbox. Uh, and, 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 uh, but he is talking about that. Uh, and the, and the, end, the end isn't going to come when we've destroyed the planet. The end is going to come when God says so. Now, that's not to say looking after the planet isn't important, because it is. Uh, but that isn't how it's going to end. It's going to end when the Father says so. And the end will come. Um, and he's talk, so he's talking about this, this uh, destruction of the temple in, in Jerusalem. He's talking about the end. And he's also talking about the return of Jesus, um, where he will judge the whole earth. Um, so <clears throat> I think it's helpful for us to understand that. Those sons of Issachar, the men of Issachar, understood the times and they knew what to do. So I'm now going to, you know, I, 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 think, I think let's understand the times. He's coming. We don't know how. Uh, we, know, we, we do know um, that, that evil may increase. We know that there'll be wars, rumours of wars, pestilence, um, all sorts of stuff um, that actually we're becoming a bit familiar with. Stuff's going to happen. And it isn't going to be easy. It isn't going to be all rosy. Uh, my, my, my own conviction of it is that as evil increases, so the glory in his church also increases. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, the, I, I, I want to be in an end-time church that is glorious, that is his bride, that he returns to. He's coming back to a perfect, spotless, glorious bride. And that's, that's us. Um, uh, you, you know, so... Um, but, you know... Uh, we, we can, we, in, in, our, in our Western Christianity sometimes, uh, we, we can live in a very safe um, kind of expectation and, a, and a bad things won't happen. Well, uh, you know, bad things will happen. In fact, they are, they are predicted. Bad things will happen. Persecution will happen. Wars will happen. Rumours of wars. Um, pestilence, famines will happen. Do you know what I mean? So I don't, want, I don't want us to be rocked in our faith when bad things happen. Here, here we are looking at one of the things that's sort of shocking us about what's going on in Ukraine, apart from the fact that it's shocking, <laughs> is that it's Europe. Isn't it? Uh, and we're not used to that in, in, our, in our lifetime. Um, you know, but, but you know, I don't, I don't, want, us, I don't want us to... Uh, to feel like, if, you know, that, that, that we're immune to bad things as a, as a believer. One of the things that's been a challenge with, as we've faced with this, this pandemic is this has been a, this has been a bad thing. And it's, and it's affected our ability to meet as a church. It's been hard, hasn't it? And, it? and it's affected us. It's affected our faith. It's affected how we connect with each other. It's wearing masks, not wearing masks. It's affected us. Uh, and we just were real about that. Um, and... Um, but I wouldn't want us to feel like, oh, but, but therefore, is God not with us then? Because he promised that it would. He promised us that bad things would happen. So here's the thing, right. Um, I'll, I'll rattle through now. Uh, because understanding the times, so I've tried to paint a bit of a picture. We live in end times. Okay? We have done since Jesus came, so don't shoot me down as saying, you know, being a nutcase. We, you know, we are in the end time church. Um, and, and, and moreover, there are signs um, there are many more signs yet to come but there are signs 
So here's, the, here's three things that I think we should do. If that's helpful to us. Uh, thing number one is be ready. Um, you, you know, I think, I think that there's so much of the text that we've read and the next chapter, I'd encourage you to ponder and read Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 and, and pray into it, ponder it and, and consider it in your own time. Uh, but a, 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 a really big thread of those passages is there were people that weren't ready. Uh, and, you know, the, wise, the, the, the unwise virgins were not ready and they missed it. Um, and uh, once it's too late, it is too late. Um, and uh, I think, I think um, y- you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you don't know where lightning is going to strike, do you? It just comes. Uh, the, the end will come when it comes. Uh, and when that's come, it will be too late. Uh, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I doing okay? I'm just a visitor to this congregation. It's fine. Say what I like. Um, uh, but it will be too late after then. Uh, so I want, I want to say, you know, first and foremost to us in this room, if we're not ready, we don't know. We just don't know. We must, we must live like he is coming tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I think sometimes we, um, we're so comfortable in this world that that the thought of him coming and, and wrapping everything up and creating a new heaven and a new earth is, is strange to us. And we're like, hang on a minute, I don't, don't know if I want that. I want to encourage us to be ready. For, for, first of all, be ready. Be right with God. If you, if, you, if you don't know that you're right with God, I encourage you this morning to be right with God. And you're not going to get right with God by... You know, I remember, I remember when I was at school, I would, I would, at the beginning of a new term, I think, right, now I'm going to be a good boy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm now going to, you know, I'd start a new exercise book. Do you ever do that? Start a new exercise book, and I'd, I'd, I'd buy a ruler to underline the headings. Uh, and it was, this book's going to be a neat one. I'm now going to be a good boy. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the things I'm supposed to do, um, and I'm going, to, I'm going to be good now. Well, of course, it lasted, you know, till about Wednesday, the first week. Um, uh, and, and I failed. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about a new start as in I'm now going to be good. I'm talking about getting right with Jesus. And we get right with Jesus by repenting uh, and by surrendering our lives to his lordship and by receiving the Holy Spirit to live out the life that he's called us to live. If you've not done those things, please do those things uh, because the end could come tomorrow. He could come. And when it is too late, it is too late. Um, that is it. Case closed. Um, and, uh, but also, I- I'm guessing most of us in this room would say, you know, I am right with God. I have repented. I have surrendered my life to his lordship. And I am living in step with the Holy Spirit. Great. <clears throat> what I mean. Now, what about all of that lot? <laughs> all of that lot that are not. Um, you know, let, let's, let's live with this reality that we live in end times and Jesus could come back at any moment. And our loved ones, our friends, our neighbours, our work colleagues, the people that we interact with on the streets who are not ready, it will be too late when it is too late. Is this too firing? It's not too, it's all right, isn't it? But it's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> it's the truth. 
Uh, and I, and I, I want to encourage us to uh, be ready. Uh, and, and the most important thing is to be right with Jesus. And I, and I, I honestly, you know, this is not you having to become better. This is you saying, Jesus, I repent. I repent of my sin. I've let you down. I've lived a life that is not worthy. I repent. I I turn around and I choose to put your objectives, your aims, your desires, your will above my own from this moment on. Come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Put your seal and deposit in me of your Holy Spirit that I can live a life uh, that you've called me to. That's how we keep, that's how we be ready. Okay? There's no, there's no magic formula about it. That's how we do it. Um, and uh, second thing um, that we must do is to be strong. Um, and, uh, and do you know what? I'm not now talking about only the strong will survive. So, so you, you know, I mean, the picture is, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the, uh, bad stuff happening and, uh, and, us, and us not being able to fight and, and defend ourselves and be strong and all of that sort of stuff and be he-man-y type people. Um, I'm talking about being strong, being rooted in him, being filled with his spirit and re- depending and relying on the strength and power that comes from him. Um, you know, because the truth is there will be sifting in these times, there, you know, we've probably had it a bit with 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 um, uh, the the virus, haven't we? The pandemic, we've probably had a little bit of sifting. There's a bit of like some people, you know, some of us are like, well, I don't need church anymore. I mean, because you don't, you, church is church. You do need Jesus. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, but 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 the, these these bad things that happen in the end times, these wars and rumours of wars and pestilence and famines and stuff like that, that uh, it says that the hearts of many will grow cold because they're not strong. They've not, they've not rooted themselves in the grace of God. They've not rooted themselves in his love. They've not rooted themselves in his presence and they've not, they've not established themselves as people that are filled and flowing and walking in step with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We're taught to pray in in Corinthians, um, you know, by the, you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I've been I've been thinking about that, praying about that. What does that even look like? Are we are we living in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? That's how we're strong. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so so we can get right with Him. We can repent. And we you know, uh, but but to walk with Him and to be strong and to not be buffeted by uh, the, the different um, uh, stuff that happens and bad things that happen. Because it's very easy, isn't it? Oh, you know, a bad thing's happened. And it could be a really big bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Where, where we decide, you know what, I don't think God's with me. And, and suddenly our hearts become cold. And we're not strong. And, and we're picked off by the enemy. And, and, and it does promise us that in the end times. The hearts of many will grow cold. I want to encourage us to be rooted in these times, in the goodness of God, rooted in Scripture, rooted in, in, the, in, the, in, in what God says about you and not what you think about yourself. Rooted in his love, rooted in his grace, walking in step on a day-to-day basis with the Holy Spirit. So that's how we be strong in these times. Uh, stuff will happen. Some of us will get sick. Things will happen. 
there will be bad things that happen. Some of us will go bankrupt. Some of us, stuff will go on in our lives. But if we're rooted in Christ, then we won't be knocked off course when those things happen. Does that make sense? I'm full of good news this morning. You're glad to have me. Thanks. <clears throat> and the third thing is be discerning. It talks about uh, there being false prophets uh, are coming. And, and, you know, false messiahs, people saying, yeah, I'm the Christ. Um, and, and, and false prophets. Well, how do, we, how do we spot a false prophet? It's not, do you know what I mean? And, 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 it, and, it, and it even says, even the elect could be deceived. You know, and, and we, and boy, do we live in a time, all you need is a microphone and a website, and you can say what you like. You can say it with authority, can you not? Do you know what I mean? And there's so much, there's so much stuff out there for us to listen to that, that, that can speak to us. And, and it's not always easy. Wow, what, how do we know? How do we, you know, the, the promise is there will be false prophets. So there will be people saying stuff that is not true. Do you know what I mean? And often, and, and the stuff that's the most dangerous is the stuff that's really like the authentic, really like the original. If you, you know, I'm told, um, I, I don't know if this is just a preacher story or whether it's actually a true one, um, I don't know, uh, but I'm told that when people work in a bank uh, to spot a counterfeit um, note, uh, they don't study different types of forgers uh, and different styles of forgery, they study the real thing. They, have, they, they spend hours and hours studying the real notes so that, so that when they see something that is not the real thing, they think, oh, hang on a minute, this is not the real thing. Um, so how do we discern what is false and what is true? Well, we study the real thing. Uh, we gaze into the beauty and the glory of Jesus and his goodness, and we, and we unpack and learn, and we measure things against Scripture. We think, wow, is that, is that Scripture? But even just measuring it against Scripture, people can be quoting, you know, notice some of the people that, 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 people that say stuff, right, that is so biblical and good, but from a spirit that you think, oh, I don't really... Have you, have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Legalism can be, can, you know, legalism can be more biblical than you and me, but still wrong. Can't it? Do you know what I mean? So how do we spot that? We spot it by knowing the authentic, by knowing Jesus. And, and, and we know Jesus through the Holy Spirit. I, I, I do want to encourage us, you know, one of, the, one of the key things for us in these times, I believe, is that we have our own relationship with the Holy Spirit, that we have our own walk with the Holy Spirit. How are you doing at being in step with the Spirit? I feel, I feel personally challenged on this. I mean, I, you know, I believe, but there, there are moments when I think, Jesus, I, 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 want to, I want to know more of what it is to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Do you know what I mean? Because that's how we spot the counterfeit. That's how we spot what is not right. Because there will be false prophets that come in these days. And we, and we, and we, we spot that by, yes, knowing scripture, yes, gazing at the beauty and the glory and the magnificence of who Jesus is, so that when something that isn't glorious and magnificent claims to be of Jesus, we think, hang on a minute, that's not right but also through our own inner walking in step with the Spirit. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I feel increasingly hungry for that. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, we, we've prayed for many, many years for revival. 
Uh, and and here's, here's, here's a little bit of a prophecy that I think. I, I think the Spirit is going to come in greater measure. I think we are going to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I don't believe it is going to be the same as what we've previously seen. I don't believe it. Is, I mean, it may be fallings over and shakings and goosebumps. It might be those things. I'm, 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 I'm first in the queue for a bit of falling over and goosebumps. I'm all for that. Okay? But I think it is going to be a personal conviction of, being, of, of knowing that you're filled, knowing that you're walking in step with the Spirit. And day to day, waking up in the morning, yeah, Holy Spirit, what, what am I up to today? Where do you want me? What do you want me to do? You know, and and, and as, as we do that as believers, as we live in these, these times, um, I, I believe the urgency of the times that we live in will start to grow amongst us. And, and the, 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 the reality that he will come. And that's it, he's come. Our loved ones, our friends, our neighbours, our work colleagues. When it's too late, it is too late. Let me pray for us. <clears throat> Not too heavy, was it? All right. Yeah, I just want to, get, I want to give opportunity in the first and foremost, you know, if you, if you think, I don't think I'm right with God. I, I, I want to give you opportunity to get right with God. And, and, the, and that you do that. You don't do that by trying to be better. It's not a self-improvement thing. It's a repent thing. It's a turn away from sin. Repent of sin. And, and, and surrender your life to Jesus in a new way and invite the Holy Spirit to take control and charge of your life. Let me pray for that first. I'm not going to do show of hands and all of that sort of stuff. I'm just going to encourage you right now in your own heart. If you know you need to get right with God because you haven't been, I want to invite you right now to talk to him in your heart. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for living a life that isn't all about you. I'm sorry for taking control and charge of my own life when it's really yours. I'm sorry for the thoughts and actions that I harbour that are of sin. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and fill me with strength? Would you be my helper to live the life that you've called me to? Father, I pray that you would give us strength to withstand any of the challenges that are thrown our way in this life. Holy Spirit, that we would know your strength Holy Spirit, would you enable us to discern what is of you and what is not in these days? In Jesus' name. Amen.